Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of This Is Your Captain Speaking. Uh, super excited to have somebody on here today that's um, got a lot of experience in the banking sector and uh, a lot of experience in the marketing space within that sector. And also as of recent, a lot of experience in marketing technology within the banking sector. So uh, I'll just take a little bit of a rundown of, of the experience. As this, uh, this person that we're speaking with now is the head of marketing um, uh, technology at Raiffeisen Bank. His name is Herbert Horak. He's based in Vienna in Austria. He's been with Raiffeisen Bank for almost the past 15 years or 15 and a half years almost when I look back at, at, uh, at your CV here, Herbert. And also Herbert's motto is make everything you do look easy. And I love that. And I'm going to start with that. So <laughs> now you need to tell me how you make it all look. I'm joking. But welcome to the podcast. Really great to have you on here, Matt. Super. Thank you for having me. So I've given you, I've given the listeners a little bit of a run through of what you've been focused on. But can you give us a little bit more detail around what your current role entails and what you do? Mm-hmm. So um, what, what we are currently doing and, and what I'm trying to to set up is, uh, so, so Raiffeisen Bank, especially, so you mentioned Raiffeisen Bank, it's Raiffeisen Bank International, actually. So that means uh, we are responsible for not only Austria Raiffeisen Bank, but also for the for our whole network in CE. That means uh, the 13 countries that we are working in. Um, and so what we are currently doing is uh, to set the marketing technology foundation for all those network banks and to have a common tech stack for all of them. Uh, especially so not only in technology but uh, it's one big part where we really try to harmonize things uh, to get things together and and to make it as reusable as possible and you mentioned tech stack there is this something that you've realized after a lot of technologies have already been implemented where you say oh okay i now need to make sure that we have a common tech stack or is this something that you've started to build and have enable to to build something that is common across how is that no it's it's quite um so we have a, we have a long uh, standing history in all of our banks so if you look at the at the founding dates or the dates when we bought the company so you see they they are in the business quite long and they are they were always very um, independent uh, when it comes to the marketing and also when it comes to the tech stack and we we realized at some point of time that this has a big disadvantage or a lot of big disadvantages and with that we need to get those things together. So uh, it's, it's, uh, there is a lot of foundation there and now we try to figure out how to get uh, everybody or, or most of the companies on board to, to have a joint tech stack. So it's, it's, uh, I would say it's the complicated version uh, that you could do. Um, Obviously, it could get much easier if you really start from scratch, but uh, this, this is not our way. So now we are we are getting everything together, and and we are on the, on on track. I would say. My experience is that it's nobody's way. It's always it's always the thing. It's like, oh dear, what have we yeah. done? You know, and then it's a we need to get the shop in order. We need to make sure the foundations are solid. We need to make sure that everything is talking to one another. Tell me. Yeah, uh, the, the thing is. If, if you're talking in the banking industry, especially, you have a lot of legacy systems, which is, uh, I, I think this is the, the big advantage of all the, the fintechs, of obviously, but for each and every bank, you have a lot of legacy. So this is the case and you always have to cope with that. 
Oh, for sure. And you've mentioned that a lot of the, those banks as well have been operating independently of the banks and the companies that you that you that are, are part of their life as a group. How many how many banks and companies are we talking about roughly? No, roughly it's it's uh, 13, 13 uh, countries that we're in okay. right now. And of course, then you see within the within the countries, you do not only have the bank, but you also have like leasing companies. Um, and other affiliated companies. So I would say in total, especially if you're also considering Austria, there, there will be like 25 to 30 companies that we're talking about. 25 to 30 coming, okay. And how many pieces of technology are we talking about? Roughly again. I don't know, I cannot tell you. Too many. It's, it's huge, yeah, too many, obviously. So I, I think so if, if, you, if you see how a bank operates and you see how many pieces of technology you need and, and especially IT and, and we are a big IT company, basically, this is, this is sure. uh, I think true for all of the banks. Um, you see that it's, it's numerous. So we, we looked at the, at the tech stack and we really wanted to have a better view on that. And alone, alone the technology part, the marketing technology part is, is huge. So you're referring to just the tech, even just the marketing technology part is, is, yeah. is huge alone by itself. Yeah. Let's dig into the marketing technology piece a little bit. And can you give us a little bit of an overview of what is required within the banking sector and how you envisage things going forward a little bit for, for building that stack? What types of technology mm. are required? So when it comes to the types, I would say the the... The headlines, maybe the headlines that 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 gives an, an an overview, is of course you need some some kind of data management, some kind of uh, of data foundation. I would say uh, this is this is the first layer. I would I would say then of course you have uh, the classical data analytical part, which is important. Um, then we are also operating. Um, I, I call it the, the this is the omnichannel management part that that we're having as a third layer, then you have this, this whole orchestration part um, when it comes to CRM, when it comes to, I don't know, content management systems, um, campaigning systems and so on. And then we also uh, want to dig into another field that is for us uh, called the marketing resource management, uh, where it's really about everything that you need to get the marketing material to the right place at the right time. Yeah, so this is more an internal thing. This is not so much referred to the customer, but this is something that we also need to be as efficient as possible. Hey, interesting. It's it's good that you mark and mar mentioned marketing resource management as this is what Maramind does, but we won't get it, we won't get into that here. But I'm interested in, in digging into it because there's there's quite a bit. So just just to summarize, you've got your data layer, you've got your analytics layer built on top of the data, then you've got your omnichannel let's call it understanding which channel to send, which message at the right time, sort of personalization. And then you've got the orchestration of actually delivering that message, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Sounds there are good. many platforms that claim to be able to offer all of those in one, right? I, I say claim because typically you've got the larger cloud platforms that are typically uh, acquisitions of many different companies that offer some level of what you've just mentioned there. And they've tried to plug mm -hmm. them all together and then say, Here's your one solution that is built for all of the below. How, how are you building that stack? Are you looking at individual pieces of technology to solve each of those different needs? Are you looking for one to solve many? How's your, how's your view on that? 
So I would say it's a mixed view. Um, so we have, on the one hand, we are building a lot on, on, on the big providers, obviously, because they, they offer you a very harmonized stack and, and harmonized pieces all over the full, full picture. This is quite helpful. And then you have some individual things that, that I would say are best in class. And we also try to, to get those on board. Uh, and and then it's a third layer that is the the in-house the in-housing of of things yeah where you really try to do things on your own yeah where you say okay with this kind of technology we we don't want to take uh, an external vendor for that yeah, this is especially true for our data uh, data foundation for example um, this is where we we do a lot of of the things in-house. Does that make it difficult then to work in the other layers of what you just mentioned there in the stack, <clears throat> just because you've created your own, you've built something in-house? Yes, it, it definitely. Yeah. So you you need to you need to find a way how to to plug everything together, um, and all of a sudden you realize and uh, that that some of the things you want to do you cannot do with the with the things that you developed and you need a third party for that. And then when you're examining the third party, you realize that they are offering a lot of the things that you have already built and that you're paying, so to say, you're paying it twice yeah, because you build it on the one hand and on the other hand, you're acquiring it, although you don't need it. So this is, these are the, the things that you have to cope with. But uh, in general, yes, this is this is the decision that, that the bank takes, obviously. So it's not a decision of marketing only. And, and of course, the implications are broader than just about marketing technologies. So it, this is only, only part of the full story. Sure. And you mentioned something interesting there around the decision making. So this is, I, I would imagine, in a large enterprise like Raiffeisen, to get those decisions signed off, there's a lot of things that need to be taken into account. As you said, it's not just marketing that are influenced by these things or affected by these things. How is the decision making process there to even try to get new technology into the stack? How does that work? Are you presenting it to the board, or what, what are what are the steps that you need to take? So we we usually so we usually we we developed like a twofold approach. The one is the typical um, you you have an idea of of technology that you might need. Uh, then you build up uh, your business case. You you start with not you start but you you present your POC. And then you get it, you get it going. This is the one thing. And the other one is that we're currently setting, or we we have set up a a platform, an internal platform that is called uh, product as a service, which is designed in a way that uh, we want to reuse technology and other stuff um, as much as possible. And this is a, this is a platform consisting of many people. Uh, who are the decision-making body of where we want to invest and what are the projects that we want to move forward. And this makes it much easier because it's a standardized system. Uh, there are standardized rules. And if you comply with that, and if you have a lot of, uh, in our case, network banks attending and, and, and uh, willing to reuse the technology, it's much easier to get uh, things going. So we, we already did it and we did it for, for two projects and it was for such a big organization that we are it was quite smooth i have to say 
Okay, that's that's interesting. It's it's um I would imagine you need to you need to be very very sure of the technology that you want to go with and present out because it all of what you've just mentioned there takes time, right? So if you mm-hmm. if you get it wrong or if it's rejected, then you need to start from scratch and I, I would imagine then that means months of more work rather than just days of more work of research, right? Of course, yeah, this is so I, I would imagine uh, for for a small company or for a greenfield operation or, or any any startup it's it's quite simple yeah you go to the founder and and you either get the money to, to get it going or not for us obviously if you if you operate with 13 banks you need to do it very thoroughly yeah so to to really get a decision and and to get a decision that has that it has implications for years usually or at least a year and, and that means, so we are talking about 10 to 13 banks. Uh, they need their budgets. They need to commit to what we are delivering as a tech stack and, and they need to reuse it. Otherwise it's, it doesn't make sense yeah, to move on. There's a lot at stake, a huge amount at stake. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your team here, Bert, or the team that are people that you work with in the marketing work. How is that built and how many people are looking after the stack? Yeah, so um, the total the total number of people who are looking after the total stack, I cannot tell you uh, because it's obviously there are people in, in each bank. So I, I would imagine if, if you take out one thing that is uh, the CMS that we are currently harmonizing, the CMS will have, I would say two to five people in each and every bank. Yeah? And then we also have a team here, um, developer and, and, and uh, a whole team really developing the CMS for the, for the whole group. Uh, so this is also a large team consisting of internals and externals. Um, but, but my team, especially, these are 29 people. So in total, like I would say, yeah, like 30. So we are currently hiring. So uh, if anybody of the listeners uh, is searching for a job, please go to our website and see if there is uh, an interesting job because we're looking for talents and, and we want to really build something great here. Um, so it is uh, 30 people currently here in head office taking care of that. Sure. Sure. Uh, we'll put the link to uh, the careers page, by the way, in the in the description, so that anybody anybody that's interesting can can go have a look. Um, just in terms, of, just because I'm interested, just with time here now as well, we want to wrap up now in a moment. But if you were to talk or look at your biggest gap right now in your tech stack, if you can give it, I don't know if you're allowed to speak about that even. But if you were to look at a, at a gap that you're trying to fill right now, what is your biggest headache? Let's say. Yeah. So. I would say this is something that is typical, and, and I mentioned it before, it's typical for big companies. You have a lot of legacy and you need to find a way how to combine or connect the legacy systems to, to the modern systems that you want to build upon. And this is what we're currently doing. It's I wouldn't say it's a headache, but it's a lot of work that you need to do. And uh, this is something that is, in my opinion, it's quite interesting. We're building a layer. Um, an API layer between the legacy systems that we have in the in this in the countries and uh, with the stack that we are having or that we are building in head office that means we only do the connection once from our from our end and each and every network bank if they want to use the connection they need they just just um, need to build the connection 
on their end to this layer in the middle, which is a, a very nice system because it, it makes our lives much easier. And it's also easier for, the, for each and every bank to decide if they need it and how much effort it's going to take. So this is, this is a thing, I, I guess this will take us, uh, it, will, it will take us uh, years if, until we have everything done, but it's a, it's a very clever system of having modern systems on the one hand and still working with the backend on the other. And so I, I like that idea of uh, the, the layered approach. It's, it's, it's really clever. And also I, I think for those, those banks that are getting involved with that, they have to create, they have to create their own connector into that layer. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So uh, are you guys going from, from top to help them create that? How, how are you facilitating that to happen? Yeah, so there is a there is a dedicated team uh, from from the head office who is helping on both both sides. So on the one hand, they help us connecting um, from our end, but they're also helping the banks to connect it. So there is a, a good description for it, and in each and every API um, is is built by them. So they are giving support on on both ends, and this this works quite well. So it's. Uh, it's a very good approach, and I think it's the only way how to how to really get things going quite fa quite fast. Because otherwise, you do thirteen times the connection to any given system, which is is always a pain. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if a bank is spending the time and the energy and, and resource to doing it as well, you can be pretty certain that the um, that they're bought into it, and that they're also going to yes. make sure that the technology is working and you and being used properly. So it's actually a clever approach. So uh, I really like that. I really like that. Thank you for sharing. And um, look, we've we've come to the end of our of our session here. Here, I bet it's been really nice to speak with you. Where can people find you and find out more about what you guys do? Is there is there anything that you want to plug at all? Please feel free to do so now. So um, I would say at the moment we're still working in the background. So it's not like something that we we publish a lot. Uh, my my boss is he's uh, very active on LinkedIn, obviously, and uh, our bank is so as well. But uh, at the moment, we are not posting a lot on on marketing technology and what we are doing because, um, as I mentioned, there are thirty people in in my team, so we are we're just building up. I think there is a lot more to do, and until then, I would say we are staying more in the background until we have uh, a lot of nice showcases to show and then you will see us much more often under the radar right now but there's there's some exciting yes. stuff coming excellent well herbert it's been really really nice speaking with you thank you so much for your time and uh, hopefully we get to speak again and uh, guys this has been uh, the next episode of this is your captain speaking it's been really great having everybody here and uh, see you next week <laughs>